Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. And this week, we will be covering Love is Blind Season 5, episodes 1 to 4. Hello, Aid. How are you? I'm all right. How are you, Tane? I'm good. Like, you know, when it was summer, it took a while for summer to actually land. But then the first day of fall, fall was like, nope, I'm here, always on time. And now it's kind of cold, at least to me, over here. And I'm not happy about it. I don't like the cold. <laughs> um, cold, what is that? Um, here in Houston, we're excited because the high is like 93 instead of 100. So I don't know what fall is. I don't know what that is. I, I haven't experienced it yet. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's all cast, too. It's been raining. It's dark and gloomy. But, you know, I'm not. I'm good. I'm very excited to talk Love is Blind today. Because, wow. And I have questions and everything for you. So I'm excited. Um, I'm excited too, and we'll get to it. Yes. Okay. So you want to share any announcements? Okay. I hope all of you guys know that every week now we are doing Sister Wives on our Patreon, and we're having a fabulous time talking about the Sister Wives and the children and, oh yeah, Cody. So (laughs) uh, feel free to go on Patreon to check that out. We hope that you guys enjoyed our interview with Nicole from Nashville, um, our first cast interview that we ever did. Um, If you want to listen to part two of that interview, it is also on Patreon. Um, And if for whatever reason you haven't listened to us in a while and you're tuning back in, please feel free to go back and We've been doing off-season episodes since the last season of Maps ended. We've had a lot of fun covering things like The Ultimatum. The Bachelorette. We did a real Housewives at some point. So just anything. We did a documentary, too. So, yeah. Go check it out. Um, We will keep on doing off-season episodes until we get a premiere date. Talking of which, we thought the premiere date was October 11th. As each day goes by, um, I lose hope. I, I don't know when the premiere is coming. There's been no announcement. The people haven't agree- appeared in People Magazine. I don't know what to think. Yeah, I don't know, too. At some point, I was like, okay, sure, we're tracking for October 11th. But as time goes by, I'm just like, I don't know. So we just sit and wait. All right. So, Tane, while we're waiting, what are, what are all the old people doing to entertain us? All right. Happy to give you guys a slice of math. So while we wait, um, Lindy did a thing from San Diego and she is now a flight attendant. Really? Yes, she is. She is not quitting her day job, but she said she could, she might as well take advantage of the perks of flying. She went through all the classes and all the things she didn't release the airlines, but she said, if you recognize the uniform, then, you know, I mean, I failed. I didn't recognize it. My guess was Delta, but I don't know if it was international either. So either way, because she's literally, I don't know if she's still working. She's just been on travels. It feels like all year round, because right now she's in Peru. 
But yeah, she did it. She got her wings and congratulations to her, you know. That sounds like a fun job. Mm, Actually, no, it seems terrible. No, it's not. (laughs) I fly a lot and I'm like, besides the traveling the world, it's like having to serve people in a very, very tiny space. I don't, it doesn't, it's, it, it, I admire flight attendants. Let me just put it like that. Yeah. My, my nerves aren't built to be, um, a flight attendant, but, um, I just, I think I admire, I like when people just do what makes them happy and it just, it seems like maybe it's out the norm or something, but she just did it cause it makes her happy and she figured out what makes her happy. So good for her. Um, speaking of doing what makes you happy, Noi is launching a skin product. I didn't think I read it right, but she was saying something about she's working on a formula to help with some acne or something, a cystic acne or something she mentioned that she had, but she said it should be out in less than a year. And I'm like, you know what? Good on you, Noi. I'll give her this. Skincare is something different. Yeah, it is. And it's something that she's practicing on herself or something that, you know, sometimes people just come out and they're endorsing or they're just working in something. You're like, huh? I do not associate you with this at all, but she can give like her personal experience and she's testing it out on herself. So, and she seems really passionate about it. So I hope it works out for her. Um, Justin turned 35, but then he posted a picture of himself in what looked like a hospital bed. But I don't think we got details. If I missed it, I'm sure you guys will let us know. But I don't know what the situation was and why he was there. I thought he posted a video for his birthday about how he's working out. He's getting muscles. He feels the best that he's felt since he was diagnosed. And now, you know, it was very positive. I don't know why we ended up in the hospital. That's too bad. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Nate was nominated. Have I just been talking about San Diego people? Okay, noise from Boston. <laughs> um, Nate was nominated for Nate from Chicago. Okay. Chicago. Yes, I was like, not San Diego. My bad. Um, was nominated for the U.S. Black Chamber 2023 Power 50 Under 40. So make of that what you will. You know he has his own alcoholic beverage or something? I thought, okay, yeah. I knew he had a beverage. I didn't realize it was alcoholic. I think I thought it was like a Gatorade type drink. <laughs> yeah, because it's like blue. It's like hypnotic, I guess, or something. But yeah. um, me, There's a sound, a background noise in your end. It's like wind. It's rain. It's sweet, sweet oh. rain. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, wow. We've been in a drought, so when it rains, I'm like, yes, my grass is going to come back to life. <laughs> okay, enjoy. I was like, she has calming voices. <laughs> okay. Um, Mika, I had no idea, moved to Hawaii. Oh, I thought she moved to North Carolina. Okay, Hawaii uh, it is. That's the last I knew. I just happened to see, and someone was like, oh, I'm enjoying your stories in Hawaii. Why did you move or something like that? And I was like, oh. So, yeah, good for her. Um, and finally, Steph and AJ, the announcement that they were holding out on was that they bought a house in Key West, so now they're homeowners. Congratulations to them. She definitely made it sound like the home buying process was not fun, which is why she was like, we didn't tell until it was final, final. So good for them. Yeah. 
Well, that's all I got for the previous mess people. We're doing well. Glad to hear everybody's doing so great. Sasha posts a lot of videos, but I don't remember what they're about. She just looks good in all of them. I'll give her that. Um, I tend to skip a lot of her videos. There's no point to any of them. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> they're um, yeah, okay. I don't have TikTok, and I think they're like TikTok videos or things like that. So, yeah. Mm. I just wanted to say, like, I work in marketing, and I know what marketing is supposed to do, but I'm still one of those who fall for it. And I bought something based on Danielle's code on there. It was like an energy drink that she had, and I just really wanted to try it. And she had a code, and I was like, sure, why not? And I just find it hilarious that the two MAPS people that have influenced me are two cast members that are not really, like, top of my list for me which is Jamie and Danielle. But I just wanted to confess my sins. <laughs> Didn't you buy something that Ashley was advertising once too? No, I haven't bought from Ashley. She hasn't done any, sold anything that I was interested in. But yeah, so far it's just been Danielle and Jamie. But I will update you as I keep falling for this thing. I mean, the drink was okay. It wasn't, but yeah. I was just, I was just confessing my sins, that's all. <laughs> I, I have no words. <laughs> I'm, I can't say that I'm not. In, I think part of it is I don't follow the maths people except for a couple um, mm-hmm. on, on on my personal. So I get influenced to buy a lot of dresses. That's what happens to me. Buy a lot of dresses based on the ads on Instagram. <laughs> oh. But anyways. Marketing and advertising works. And that's why Tane will always have a job. And on that note, (laughs) guys, we'll be right back to talk about Love is Blind. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, Type in Alta Call on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Alta Call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their ginger lime mule and grapefruit paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the recess mocktail sampler at takearecess.com slash MAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much, so recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. 
It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. And we're back. Okay, before we dive into season five, did you watch Love is Blind after the altar? I tried. <laughs> I, I made it maybe 30 minutes till I was like, this is really boring. <laughs> so like, you know, we contemplated covering it and then it was kind of like crickets everywhere. All my regular people in my life, no one was talking about it. In fact, a lot of people were just like, eh, I don't want to watch it. There was nothing on my timeline. No one was, I was like, is it that bad? Like maybe there's just no interest. Maybe it was really terrible because the previous ones have been pretty pointless, really. And I gave it a whirl and I got to tell you, I enjoyed it. Were you bored at the beginning and you had to push through? No, I like really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I was like, enjoyed about it. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of just enjoyed, first of all, it was short and sweet. And I couldn't remember, has it always been three episodes or maybe the yes, people? three episodes, just... 45 minutes each. Okay. But the people were just not as insufferable as maybe like the Dipti Ayana season. I'm not saying them specifically that season. I can't remember what number it is. And I could just push through. Everybody was just, this is the ones that have the most people married, I guess. Everyone was still lovey-dovey. Um, I'm still side-eyeing Kwame. Like, you know, Kwame is on my shit list. People are on my shit list, like the Robins, the Kwames. Because even when, I know everybody likes Kwame now. I don't know what he did. But when he told that story, oh, I, you probably didn't make it through there. But <laughs> they went to eat. Oh, I did make it through there. That was good. Please go ahead. Yeah, I know. Oh. Yeah. They went to eat with, what is her name? What is his wife's name? Chelsea? Yes. Chelsea's family. And she's like, babe, can you tell them your jello fry story? You guys, if you are African, if you know any African in your life, I guarantee you, if you know anything about their foods, you know two things. You know fufu and you know jello fries. You might not even know fried rice or rice and stew. You know jello fries. Like everybody knows about that. Kwame proceeds to tell these white people that the first time he had jello fries was when he came to New York City when he was eight years old and his mother handed it over to him. 
This man says that he lived in Ghana for eight years and did not have jollof rice, something that you could probably have for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or a snack. And I'm like, see, this is why we never trust all like this man. Because what kind of lie is that? <laughs> I, I don't really know what to say. Having, you know, not spent any years of my life in Ghana or Nigeria, I don't, I don't know. Mm-mm. I don't know what to say. But, you, but you are very, like, sure that it's definite. But, I was about to start trying to make excuses, but I got nothing. You're just like, it's a lie. There's nothing anyone can... Kwame could come down. In fact, his, who was he living with? His aunt or his grandma could come and tell me this. And I'm not... It's a staple. It is a staple food that we eat. And I just... I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. So, but anyways, their marriage is still... Something is still off about it. I don't... He still looks like he doesn't want to be there when she was crying that she's holding him back. She still seems like she's overcompensating for something. So I don't know what's going on. I think the biggest thing I got out of Love is Blind After the Altar was the whole storyline that Josh got engaged. And we didn't find out that he was engaged. And I was like, did that leak? Did everybody else know this but me? But I had no idea that he was engaged. And Mm-mm. one didn't of tell anybody. That's crazy. And also to one of her best friends, too. That was something else. So I I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. It went by fast. <laughs> okay. So back to our current season, which is based in Houston. Dating in Houston is a shit show. So the main event that happened was, if it was going to happen in any city, it will be Houston. But before we start, I have a question for you. Do you think that Love is Blind is in the same vein as MAFs where we are entering the factory production era or do you think this is good spacing? Mm, I find it to... I have recency bias. So based on the first four episodes, I would say no. The show is still good. It's, it delivers in a different way. The way it delivers this season, I mean, I'll spoil you guys. I don't have high hopes for these relationships. Um, and I will tell you guys why I don't have high hopes in, in a few minutes. But I still, I don't think it's in the factory production era. I think it's still good. What do you think? I'm a little scared that it's entering the factory production because this is, I feel like I am seeing it enter the maths season that we're in where they started the factory and then they started leaning heavy into the drama and not on the love part and you know where i stand on that i'm not gonna bore you guys again but what made last season kind of good is that there was the drama but then there was the love part like events all else fails there's tiffany and brett and we can go there and settle there but this season just looks like i choose violence like you know what (laughs) Nobody cares about even the people that seem like they're in love. There's just red flags everywhere. And, and that's what scares me is that I get it for the drama because honestly, even for me, it takes a lot to surprise me. But these first four episodes were very, very chaotic for me. Very, very. So that's my fear is that are we heading down the maps path of let's give the people something to talk about, but not necessarily in a good way. And that scares me. Okay, I see what you mean. Drama for drama's sake. 
Yes, exactly. But we'll talk about it because it's just speculation everywhere. But um, yeah, the the season starts. Nick and Vanessa show up, and Nick was like, "You get to ask anything you want." I'm like, "Except race, except weight, except height, except..." But I don't know. Are there rules to this thing? I don't know if we've talked about that before. I think we found out that there's no rules, but a lot of the contestants, in the spirit of wanting to like do it properly, don't ask certain questions. I like how you said contestants. I don't know. <laughs> participants. They're contestants for love. Okay, um, okay. Did you look up the Did you look up the couples before? No, no, no. Yeah, I just went in blind. Hey, I see what you did there. Ah. <laughs> um, I didn't look up the couples either, but it's hard with social media and Netflix also posting people. And I went through it and I'm like, oh my God, we have another Nigerian and we have not had a good track record. I mean, Kwame is not Nigerian, so Nigerian slash African. I'm like, is this the year where, is this the season where, you know, we get a break? It is not... Re- listeners, it is not, spoiler alert, it is not the season where we get a good look on here. But um, yeah, I see Uche and I'm like, this guy's a dork. Why is he throwing out statistics of divorce at your first conversation with someone? Why? <laughs> that's He's an analytical guy. No, oh, that's nice. But also, you have to have a conversation with human beings. <laughs> Uche Uche didn't come off in the beginning Uche came off as a slightly intense kind of nerdy guy he's just very particular that came across very very quickly (sighs) yes he did Um, first impressions of Lydia Uh, I I was annoyed by her from the jump She just, she, yeah, I was, what did you think of her? My notes say Lydia is cute. Lydia reminds me of a former coworker, but also is being from Puerto Rico, her personality, I don't know. Because that's how she introduced herself every time they asked. That was the other thing. I have met a few Puerto Ricans. I've worked with a lot of people from Puerto Rico. I wouldn't say all, but a lot of Puerto Ricans are very proud of being Puerto Rican and being Puerto Rican is part of their personality. I mean, I guess... This is the sort of thing that I'm hesitant to say because I'm like, it sounds like a stereotype. No, I get it. I get like the being proud, but I guess when it comes up, it's kind of like, oh, if someone says something and I'm like, maybe I'm like, oh, I'm from Nigeria or whatever, but I'm not going to say... Hi, my name is Tane. I'm from Nigeria. Like, I just, no. I will also say, when you go through life with an accent, sometimes you're tired of answering the question. So you're like, let me just get it out of the way. Because I do think the first time someone hears her voice, you know how Americans are. Where are you from? She's like, let me just get that out of the way. Okay. I think that's fair because I was going to say that because um, eventually she starts talking about her accent. So maybe that's what it is. And that's fair. That's fair. So I guess ignore everything I just said. But that was my first impression, so that really was what it was. Um, 
I do think that Milton and Lydia's conversation about the rocks, I cannot tell you how much I love that conversation. Like, that was so amazing. Much, so much. It was so cool to watch. I love watching people be passionate about, I don't know, what they enjoy, what they love, what they do. And that was so good. But why is a 24-year-old here? That that was my thought, too. And honestly, from the moment they had that geology conversation, I was rooting for them. I was. I was half and half. Because I'm like, half, like, it's cool that you understand each other, but we're not going to choose a life partner just because we have a job in common, you know? And the last time someone went that young and went against their age principle, it was Bertice, and it didn't work out. And again, you know my rules. (laughs) You know my rules about 24 years. 24! (laughs) When he says, if a 24-year-old is talking to me and they're like, when I was younger, I'll be like, what, like two years ago? Like, what do you mean? Like, how much younger? <laughs> they should not be casting 24-year-olds for this show. No, they shouldn't. Like, they need to give us a 30-plus season. Again, look at Tiffany and Brett. I mean, to be fair, Lauren and Cameron were 26, but, you know. <laughs> um. Oh, I couldn't figure out. I, I don't know where I got this from. Is Milton half Japanese? I thought so too, because he said that he had lived in Japan. Then I thought, what if his parents were just in the military or something? I yeah. have no idea. But I, I did, because he said like he went to school there. I don't know. I thought that he might be half Japanese. I think so. This might not make any sense. There's a reality show I used to watch, Terrace House. And whenever we had half Japanese, half black um, housemates in that show, they looked like Milton. And also the hair texture. So this is not proof or anything, but that's also part of why I thought like, oh, he might be half Japanese. But it was interesting that he didn't talk about that if that was his heritage. Because I find that on Love is Blind when people tend to talk about their heritage a lot. But also Milton is not an open person. Okay. Do you think he's open? Uh, I hadn't thought about it one way or another. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because that was something I think um, tracked throughout the episode with his relationship with Lydia was just I, I part of why I don't feel he should have been there was like I feel he was close. I don't think his, his heart is open and I still think there's a lot that's going on in his head. So... Um, I always think when people are, and this might be getting ahead, but when people are what I like to call sloppy seconds, it changes everything. (laughs) So go, go ahead. (laughs) Um, first impression of Izzy. Bartiz. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that is very funny. (laughs) Really, Izzy just, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I think get good vibes. Yes, I agree. I do think he's the most handsome of the men. Um, he seemed cool the first time, but 
it didn't take much when I was like, mm, something's off about Izzy and I don't know what it is. But um, the bald head rears its head again because he's like, some people don't like bald heads. And I'm like, when did this become a thing? Because last I knew, there's a bunch of people who love bald heads. Apparently those aren't the people coming on reality TV. Okay. Um, then we meet Johnny. I just, I mean, she has a, a reign of sadness about her. <laughs> but I do like Johnny. Mm-mm. Johnny, he does not like her. <laughs> yeah, Johnny is bad, bad vibes. Um, I was going to ask you on a scale of one to ten, if your mother tells you that maybe you are not meant to be in a relationship, how bad is that? Um, it depends. Because I feel like it depends on if your mother is evil or if your mother is honest. Okay. But even if you're honest, should you say that to your child? <laughs> what good does it do her to know that you think she's not meant to be in a relationship? Um, Maybe you think she should. I mean, there's an element of protecting the world from your child sometimes. So maybe she would. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Let me just. Help the world out by telling my child she should be out there pursuing other people. But some people have shitty mothers, you know, who will just tell you that to bring you down. So I don't know enough about her mother to say whether there was truth to that or she's just evil. That is very true. But, you know, sometimes they say mother knows best, who knows. But you are right. She has an air of sadness. And let's say we have the point where her mother is evil. I think her mother has done a number on her because she just seems to be battling a lot that she probably should have sorted out before coming to the show. Um, the first meeting of Miriam and Uche, somebody in the house said, what's that guy's name, Uche? And I thought that was funny. Um, Miriam is also Nigerian, but that conversation infuriated me because she is not an eloquent person and she was not just answering the questions that he was asking. Are you, do you live in Houston? I live in the Middle East, but I am moving. Have you moved? Um, not in a few days. I will, what, it, round and round the circles. My favorite, when she acted like he was the one who wasn't paying attention. When she's <laughs> like, no, I'm fully moved back now. That is literally not what you said five minutes ago. <laughs> um, she says she has her own business and she's like, what do you do? And she's like trying to be coy and saying like it's a composition, something, something, something. And all the Nigerians online are like, are you doing bleaching? Bleaching? Yes. <laughs> no, but I saw somebody who said that they know her personally. She's a scientist and her stuff is body butters and that she was just nervous about the whole thing. But I don't know if that's PR or if it's true. I don't know. I just, I just. My first thought was also she's doing some sort of skin lightening business. But I was like, why would you come to Houston to do skin lightening? Anyway, I um, feel like that, that business is old. No, it's not. It feels very old school. Oh, no, it's not. That is the best place to be in if she's going to do that. Because, oh, you know, terrible. it's a big business in Nigeria. 
And then yes. Houston, like what the first, second um, highest residency of Nigerians. So, oh yes, she's in the right place. So yeah, she'll bank that money. But it's just, even if, if it really was buddy um, butters, like why wouldn't you just say it and promote your business? Because people are going to search. Bad marketing. I, the whole thing was very, very odd. She was very, very shady. And whoever her friend is who says that she wasn't eloquent. So why would you go? Hmm, maybe she's camera shy. I don't know. I mean, we never saw her again. <laughs> no, we <laughs> saw her with the girls like a few more times, but no, not really. Yeah, not, not in the pods. Right. Yeah, in the pods. Um, Chris had a sad story um, about how he was raised, um, how his mother was very hard on his sisters. And I was just thinking about these people trying to be vulnerable and open to the pe person or people that they're dating. But I'm like, when you say these things, you're not saying it to just them. Like, you're saying it to all of America. How do people do this? I could never. Uh, yeah, I'm like, your mom and your sisters are going to watch this. Was that Chris was also the one who said in the beginning when talking to Vanessa and Nick that he looks like the type of guy who's a playboy. I said, who <laughs> told you that? <laughs> and I guess I was still confusing people at that point because I mixed Chris up with JP. I thought JP was the one who had the mother and the sisters but ignore me oh you might be you might be right you might be right actually you are right why do i have then what was chris's story i have something about chris's story but i don't remember sorry please erase <laughs> sorry please erase that i don't know what i'm saying um listen one thing i appreciate this season is how people are not dressing to the nines all the time like in one scene uche was in shorts and another scene, somebody else, I think maybe Aaliyah, whatever, was casual. I'm not getting all dolled up and wearing heels when nobody can see me in that couch that looks uncomfortable. I'm in my athleisure and chilling. I agree. I did very much like the color scheme for the girl side of the pods. Mm. There was a pillow collection, lots of pink. I enjoyed it. Mm. <laughs> all right. Let's get into some of the hot topics and things that happened. Um, Uche began to bond with Aaliyah. Did you think Aaliyah looked like Simone Biles? Mm, it's hard for me to envision because Simone never really wears long hair. But now that you say, yeah, they definitely look similar. Okay. So <clears throat> they start bonding. Aaliyah is falling hard for Uche. Uche is falling hard. Aaliyah's um, theme word or theme phrase for the entire four episodes we watch is I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Like she's visibly scared. Like every time you look in her face, there is terror for loving or falling in love with Uche. So she tells Uche that he asked her, have you ever cheated in a relationship? And she says, yes, I have cheated in a relationship. He asked the details of it. And she's going on about how she wasn't sexually satisfied. She tried everything. She told him and she eventually cheated. And he asked more questions and it turns out that she still stayed with him three months after. She never told him. This poor man is finding out with the rest of us <laughs> on Netflix <laughs> that she cheated and why she cheated. RIP to that guy's mind. 
Um, and Uche just what I thought handled it so terribly. What did you Which, think about what he said? It was so funny because she was wrong. It is wrong to cheat. It is wrong to cheat and never come clean about it. It's just plain wrong. And yet somehow, at the end of that conversation, we all felt bad for her. Yes. Because Uche acted like she cheated on him. Like he could not separate himself to like, just find out what happened in a non-judgmental way. Like if Uche was like, I don't want to be with a cheater, that's fine. But his questions were, let me find out what happened here so I can decide whether I want to be with her. It was like, let me pass some judgment. (laughs) Yeah. And the choice of words, when he asked how long ago was this? And she said two years ago. And he's just like, so you're a recent cheater. And I'm just like, If one of the key things to a partner is you have to feel safe with your partner. Everybody has a past. Everybody has done things they're not proud of. I'm not talking about, oh, I murdered someone, comfort me. No. But everybody has a past because we're human beings. Someone comes to you with information. Yes, it's a lot. But it's always in how you react. It was just a choice of words. Like you're a recent cheater. Did you do this to make yourself feel better? Maybe he would have liked to know. Maybe he wouldn't have liked to know. You are not the person, like you said, she cheated on. Some people, ignorance is bliss. Like don't tell. What's that song? I don't want to know. Like (laughs) who don't want to (laughs) know? You know? So I don't know why he got so triggered especially knowing what's coming down the pipeline for him to do all of that. I just think that was so unfair. And then he made a comment like, oh, if you did this, how do I know you're not going to do it again? Like to be with someone who's on that. And I'm like, Uche, you are 33 years old. You have lived a little bit of life. You know that there's nothing in life that's guaranteed. You could be with someone who's never cheated and they will still cheat on you. You don't even know if you're going to cheat on someone. Some people don't know what they're going to do or what they're capable of because we are fucking human beings we're unreliable so it was just very infuriating to watch that whole thing and i think she was right to feel unsafe and to walk out on him really so even though he was going to comfort her it took him a long time to get there because he wanted to chastise her and what math season was it that you brought up something about the person always talking to them like a like they're their dad and you're like that doesn't bode well for any relationship. Uh, maybe it was Eric and Virginia. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly what it was. It's like your person tells you something, like, don't just always create a safe environment. So that was not cute at all. And Uche just started waving his red flags so high. I don't know. He gave off controlling and condescending vibes, especially with that conversation. I know you said he's like, very particular he is but i don't know you can't make it through life being very black and white and very rigid in his defense not so much a defense but i thought it was sort of a redemption moment because when they came back together again he was very very quick to apologize like i I took that as a somewhat good sign i agree um when he apologized um i was rooting for them. 
And even when he went back to the men's quarters and he was telling the guys, like, you know, what I should focus on is the fact that she told me. She did not have to tell me. But Mm -hmm. she opened with me. She wanted to tell me. I also appreciated the fact that he did not say what she did. He did not air her business. He was vague about it. Because I think JP or whoever was like, well, can you forgive whatever it is that she did? Because I'm sure he's like, why are you telling me a half story, dude? Like, what did she do? (laughs) But I appreciated that. But the thing about it is that's nice and all, but you can't forget how someone made you feel. And for someone like me, like, I feel like if someone does something, I don't forget. I can move past it, but it's going to indicate how I act moving forward. And she's just never going to forget that first reaction. And then is that always what, how you're going to do is react, then sit and think about it, then apologize. At some point, is the apology going to mean anything? Um, this is a test, though. Okay. People, in, I'm sure there's more things that Uche could choose to be judgmental about. And yeah. it's really up to him whether the next thing she says or does that he's like, reaching for his judgment hat, whether he will make the right choices the second time around. Yeah. And to set things up for what is coming up later, like when Uche, when Aliyah goes back home so devastated, she's become really good friends with Lydia. And Lydia is just like consoling her, comforting her, giving her the pep talk of her life, saying that it is all on him and he's not you know, it's not her, like she's a human being, if he can't see who she is and all that, and she's lapping it up, and I thought, I think I had seen a spoiler, so I thought, like, she was just gonna, like, break up with him, but I was glad that they came back together and kind of talked it out, and that wasn't the end um, for both of them. I I think there there wasn't a, a lot to root for. Anyway. In terms of... We'll get there. Oh, okay. In terms of the couples. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, and we're back. Um, we were introduced to Stacy. What was your first impression of Stacy? She was annoying too. Um, oh. oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I was just easily annoyed. Um I just, she seemed to talk a lot. I can't, you know what? She was very not memorable. So I just remember being annoyed and then she was engaged. Next thing I knew. I, um, I'm trying to choose my words carefully because it's always unfair. I don't think that every woman has to be like warm and fuzzy and all that. And I don't think Stacy was. And my first thought was like, oh, is she going to be painted the villain? Little did I know there were many villains, but um, 
that was my first thought of Stacy. She wasn't like, you know how usually on the show, they're all like, oh, I'm in love. I'm falling in love with you, oh, butterflies. Oh, my God. I can't. She's not that way. But she doesn't have to be that way. And I don't think I'm penalizing her for it. But I just wasn't sure. I, on the on the flip side of it, you know, I don't really like when people come for these shows and your heart's not open. So I wasn't sure if she was giving her authentic self or if she was just trying to get engaged in the beginning. So that was okay. my first of Stacy. Um, yeah. Um, but then we come to find out that Stacy and Johnny are not rivals, but they're both competing for Izzy. And Johnny makes a choice and decides to break up with Chris, who is like so into Johnny, like very into Johnny. And I remember watching her break up with him and thinking that is a very bold thing to do when you're so sure and you're not sure where the other person stands. Yes, I want to remind everybody, though. That while we watch these things as if they're not all happening at the same time, they are all happening at the same time. If you notice, even in the guys' room and the girls' room, Mm -hmm. there's only discussions of one topic at the same time. So you'll notice, like, if someone goes back and talks to people about their relationship, there'll be no, like, mutual sharing about what's going on with their people who they're talking to. Because none of this stuff is happening at the same time. So I, too, like you, was like, why is Joni breaking up with Chris so early? But it probably was later than we thought. So what I mean by early is that I don't think Izzy had made any bold declarations of love to her. Okay. So why was she so confident to break up with him? Because they all seem to just want to get to the engagement part of it. So it's kind of like, let Izzy say, you are my number one or not. I'm torn between you guys, my connections or two of you, like chill first and have your backup guy. So that's what I meant by early was like, okay. Yeah, that was pretty bold. Um, I'm a terrible person, but when Izzy turned around and broke up with Johnny, I was filled with glee. Sorry. See, I like Johnny, so I felt bad for her. But I was like, this is how it works. If you break, And then I didn't want her to go back to Chris because I don't believe in sloppy seconds. It never works out. Never, even if it's a year later. But, um, yeah, it was just, it wasn't funny, but it was just like, I don't know. I don't know what Johnny's end goal was. But when she started turning around and trashing Stacy and saying that he's never going to be happy with Stacy, he's never going to have what he has with her, he's going to be regretted and he's going to want to be with her. I'm like, see, bad vibes, bad vibes. Like everyone's just like, I'm just great person, but nobody wants me. But you're exuding bad vibes. But I did find it interesting. Like they're allowed to have books. I just thought. Because I saw, I don't know if you noticed, she had the copy of Where the Crawdads Sing. Yeah, I judged her for that. Ah! <laughs> I know what you mean. I never read that book because of that. But some friends of mine are like, um, that's not true. So I don't know. I never read it. But the author um, is a murderer, FYI, guys. But um, <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> 
But um, yeah, I most reality shows they don't allow them to come in with anything external. So I guess it's kind of nice they let them have books. And the notebooks. Um, it's so funny to watch them scratching at their notebooks, trying to remember who people are. And <laughs> really, I figure, oh, in the beginning, yeah, you need your notebook. But then it feels like people are further along, but they still have their notebooks. And I'm like, wow, you're still taking notes to figure out who you like? Okay. I mean, if you, sometimes your memory fails you. If you want to make note like, oh, they like yellow. Oh, they like candy. So maybe that's the kind of thing they were writing. At least I presume. Okay. So, um, so then, as you alluded to, Johnny suddenly decides that she wants to be with Chris. I was like, no, she's going to have her dignity and she's not going to go back because all of the things she told Chris was that he's the safe option, but it's something that's what she's been doing in her past. I didn't know what that meant because from what we heard, she has not gone with the safe option. So, <laughs> what did she mean? Oh, I just realized we didn't mention her backstory. So Johnny shares with us that she's been married before, and while she was married, uh, before that she had an ex who was an addict, but they broke up. And while she was married, she found out that the uh, the ex overdosed, and she was still married, and she felt so sad. And then she realized that the ex is the only person she's ever been in love with. Um. And so she was married, but not in love with the person. And she's just been going through life that way. But then also the reason why her mom said she's not built for relationships is that she keeps picking people that are not good for her. So from the moment she said Chris is a safe option and she can see her life there. I'm like, so you are lying? Because (laughs) I don't. Don't see, I don't know, people just overestimate this excitement thing, but whatever. Um, but yeah, she does go begging with Chris. And Chris is like, I gotta think about it and I'll get back to you. And by think about it, he means let me run back to Izzy and compare notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then did we see uh, yes, and then Chris went and broke up with Joni and uh Poor Joni went from having two men to having zero. Wait, am I saying her name wrong? It's Joni? I I thought of her as Joni, but maybe it's Johnny. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I like when girls have guys' names, so I just thought it was Joni. Okay, either way, we know who we're talking about. Um, Yeah, I was very proud of him for not getting back with her. I was proud of him, too. Because I just don't think people can come back from that. You dumped me to go be with somebody else. And you only came back to me when that someone else jumped you. Isn't that what happened to Ayana and what's his name? And where are they now? Divorced. Well, it happened to Zach and Bliss, though. And, you know. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows? But Johnny's bad vibes, so she doesn't count. Um, she has bad vibes. Go ahead. I, I I understand. I stand my ground. She yeah, bad vibes. So, anyways, she's just lying all over the place and telling different things. And I don't know what Johnny's game is. I mean, I know what it is. She wants to get engaged, but they're donezo. He doesn't agree with that. Um. So then we see Uche and Aaliyah. They are in the pods, and Uche just starts with, "I have something I need to tell you." 
And then the music changes. And I'm like, huh? For the life of me, I don't think I could have predicted what he was going to say. Nope. <laughs> I just... I, at this moment, though, I was like, despite my misgivings about certain... About the outcomes of these relationships, this is a different kind of season. This is this is a different show. It it's is. still like giving us surprises where we really wouldn't expect them. Yes. I mean, for one, um, everyone's been making fun of them because you know that lawsuit against Love is Blind where Nick and Danielle are saying that they didn't give them food. And we had a whole montage of them making eggs. There was eggs out the wazoo. <laughs> fruit. There was croissants on there. Love is Blind is like, yeah, we are feeding them. But anyways, Uche is like, you know, at the beginning of the experiment, there was somebody else that was here that I've dated before. Aaliyah's face is already in shambles. And I'm like, who? Is it Miriam? Like, I, they didn't seem like they knew each other. And when I tell you that they said it was Lydia, my jaw, my jaw hit the floor. I just never expected it. That was a good surprise. Yeah. And then we get flashbacks. And I think that flashback was very telling because we get to see the dynamic of the relationship because he says his name is Uche and Lydia, before he even says, Ooh, she's like, Uche, Okoraha, you're a lawyer. You live in this, you live in that. He's like, excuse me, who, how do you forget like her accent her voice her anything? She's like, you don't know me when we, this, he's like, uh, yeah, again, who? And that's all we need to know about this relationship. And she even asks, so do you think we should get like a fresh start? And he's like, no. Nope. Like, that's going to ruin the whole, <laughs> the whole experiment. Like, girl, I ain't trying to get with you. I broke up with you for a reason. But the internet has been, I don't know if it's a joke or if they're serious. They're like, I mean, we find out later. No, let me just skip that. But I just, at this point, what is producers' interference, or what is? Why do you think they had not told their significant other? I think. Sorry, we skipped that. Izzy dumped Lydia a long time ago. He dumped <laughs> very quickly. He dumped Lydia. So then Lydia went to her sloppy seconds. And while I had said that I was rooting for Milton and uh, Lydia, I wasn't. After that, I was like, Oh God, now he's sloppy seconds. This isn't going to end well. Yes. So. She didn't tell Milton and he didn't tell Aaliyah, especially after giving her a whole dress down. How much of it do you think is producers interference and how much do you think is them? Um, I'm not sure, but I actually think it was the best choice. Wait, you think it was? I think it was a good choice for them to not tell anybody about their previous relationship. Yeah, but I'm saying, but do you think it's them or do you think it was the producers that told them, hold on to that? I don't know, but I think it was a good choice. Okay, why? Um, I think to preserve the experiment. Um, I I find some of their choices within that choice to not be the greatest choice. But I think it would have been bad if they would have run out being like, I knew so-and-so from before. Like, no, let everybody have their experience. Now, befriending, (laughs) it's not like Uche was all up on Milton. Lydia being all up on Aaliyah, that part of the choice I don't understand, although I think in the context of who Lydia is as a person, it all makes sense. 
But uh, I think that to preserve everybody's experience, keeping it to themselves was the best choice. Yeah. So I think that some things are more than the experience. You still have to be a person and you still have to be a human being outside the show. So I, even if they has to ruin a storyline for them, I just think as a human being, you should have just told. And like you said, I think what made it worse was just that Lydia was just all up in, all up on Elia's jock. Like, I was just like, what kind of friendship is this? You just met this girl. Like, I don't know why you have this allegiance to her, but I think that she, they should have told. And then even if you are going to preserve the experience at the moment where you guys were getting close to each other, or even at the point where she says she cheated, he could have just been like, while we're putting our cards on the table, there's something I need to tell you. I just think he should have told her earlier, not now. And it just says a lot about who Lydia and Uche are as people to me. I think it says more about Lydia than Uche. I, I want to, that was my first thing. And then I say thinking how when these things happen, women are usually the ones who get more of the brunt. And I think Lydia seems worse because she actually got to live with her and do that. But honestly, what makes it worse for Uche is also that dressing down that he gave her when you had your own secrets. You are not this that is why I'm annoyed at Lydia. It's not a matter of knowing that you dated Uche and keeping it to yourself. Why did you start, like, what is, I don't know, there's some movie where, like, you try to become the woman or something, like, you're so obsessed with a woman's man that you try to become her or something like this. Oh, single white female? Thank you. She was just all up on Aaliyah in a way that was completely unnecessary. You didn't have to be besties in the experiment while you knew you she was dating your ex-boyfriend. I also, that part where she's like, you remind me of you. I was like, that's how I know Lydia still wants Uche. Because she's still inserting herself. Yeah. She is. Yeah, Aaliyah decides to have a conversation with Lydia. And she hugs her and she goes, I know. And Lydia was like, you know, you know. And it's like she's filled with glee. Like, oh, thank God. I can release. At 100%. And then she starts going on and on. Even after Aaliyah says, I don't want to know details. This girl goes right. He drives a Tesla. His house is so nice. His security code is 1234. I bought a toy for his dog. His favorite color is blue. She said everything short of his penis curves to the left. I just like, shut up. And then she said that the last time they slept together was three months ago. And I was like, this is really... Not news that she should have gotten from Lydia. This is really news she should have gotten from Uche. Exactly. For someone who called someone a recent cheater, you are also a recent fucker. That is even more recent than the two years or whatever. So they go back and the whole thing, and then Aaliyah's like, she's uncomfortable. I mean, before that, when they were having that conversation, I think she was saying like, this is someone that's going to be an aunt to my kids. And this is where I'm just like, when she goes back to Uche to talk about the conversation, I just feel like she interpreted the situation differently from how I did. Because she was saying this is a good thing and all that stuff. And I'm like, how is this a good thing? I, I don't see anything good about it. But I don't understand why she couldn't just cut Lydia off. You just met her. She doesn't I, have to be a friend. In that conversation, I did not think when she and Lydia were talking, 
and Lydia just kept on talking. And you can clearly see that Aaliyah would like for her to stop talking. Everything about her body language, the way she's speaking. But Lydia's too into Lydia to like try to read the room. But even then, Aaliyah does not take that moment to assert herself and say, stop. Yeah. I don't want you to tell me all this. These are things that I'd like to discover about him like on my own. She said so, it once. She said it once like a suggestion. She didn't say it once like a direction. Assert. Ooh, say that again, <laughs> Aid. <laughs> I went to a leadership training where someone was talking about how they had a boss who was like, I would really like to have this done by four o'clock tomorrow. And they took that to mean that that four o'clock was optional. Then the person was like, so where's my thing after at four o'clock? And they're like, oh, I thought that was a suggestion. This is like a key human thing. And, and I've done it before too. I've done been both sides of it. Taking a suggestion as a suggestion when it was really a direction. Taking a direction as a suggestion. Anyway, people, you've got to learn the difference. She mm. suggested to Lydia that she stop talking. She did not direct her to stop talking. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, but it's gonna- also on Lydia. I don't. I don't want to screw that up. It's also on Lydia to read the room. Look at look at the person you're speaking to. Do they sound like they want to hear what you're saying? That girl didn't care. All she knew was like, my time has come. But we'll see. Um, we'll be right back um, to tell you how all this wraps up. And we're back. So um, I think Lydia also lied, if I'm yes. not. Because Aaliyah is like, she also said that you said this would be a fresh start. And which is like, uh, no, I didn't say that. If I wanted to be with her, I would be with her. Like she was just not at the right time and something was missing. So I think we can agree that Uche's crimes was, well, for me, I think he should have told her earlier, but he also should have mentioned that they slept together three months ago. Like that, that really is probably the straw that broke the camel's back for Aaliyah. I agree with that a thousand percent. He sh- because then she had to hear it from Lydia. When he was coming clean about, oh, I used to know Lydia, he should have laid it all out right then and there. But yes, Lydia lied. Which this is, this is, Lydia's not a good person, you guys. Oh, <laughs> Everything really? about this Uche situation. I, I did, did Lydia ever apologize for holding back this information? She said, no, I couldn't tell you. Or she just flippantly said, no, I couldn't say it. But no, I don't think she apologized. That, that I'm telling you. I know you say that they both did wrong. I, and I agree with you that Uche. Well, I'm not sure I do agree with you. All I know is I think Lydia is, uh, the way she acted in this was real shady. I think she wanted to stay close to Uche by getting very, very close to Aaliyah. Yeah, I think the gravity is heavier on her because she clearly has feelings for him. And speaking of staying close, if they slept together three months ago, this process probably must have been longer. So I think she honestly applied because he applied. He applied for it. I've seen that floating on the internet, and I feel like I buy into that. So they've been in communication, basically, and I think I buy into that. Because three months is pretty recent. So you think when they got to the pods and found each other, they were faking that they were surprised? Well, she was faking? Yes. Oh. No. I don't buy into that. Oh, I do. The minute he just said Uche, first of all, it's Houston. 
I, it's not surprising if there's going to be someone, but the he didn't even say much. And she's like, I know who you are, first name, last name, everything, or whatever, level your voice, your whatever. So I don't know. It was very exciting. The behind the scenes I saw is that Lydia was like not liked by a lot of the guys. That like after the first day, usually people have like three to four people who they want to talk to. And yeah. all she had was no, I think Milton. And that was it? Or who else did you talk to? Izzy? But yes. like that no one, none of the guys liked her. <laughs> Compared she, to all the other girls. But she brings drama. So they probably kept that. But do you think the producers knew that Uche and Lydia had been together? Yes. That part I do think. Which makes no sense to me. Um, the reason why I think that is because... They look through people's social media. Like, come on. Honestly, Uche looks like the kind of person that wouldn't post Lydia. Because we don't know if it was a relationship or a situationship. It was 2020. People were lonely, yo. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, wait a second. Are you saying... I? They did mention the year, but I wasn't paying attention. So this show shot in the middle of 2021... Uh, I'm not sure when they did, but they, she said they met in 2020 when she was at the lowest point in her life. Okay. Was what she said. So I don't know. But I don't, lately, a lot of people are in situationships, not relationships, and they still, you know, what are you going to call them? You still say exes. And, you know, they, they keep saying we dated, but they never say he was my boyfriend. Yes, and Uche definitely was the one who decided to end this. Yes, and then she told Milton a whole different story that she decided to go her way and realized that it wasn't working out. And I'm like, so if if um, Uche never told Aaliyah, Lydia was not going to tell Milton? How does that work? I told you I don't like this girl. Um... <laughs> So Uche and Aaliyah, after this drama, do not end well. Uche shows up probably to propose and the voice of God comes over and is like, Aaliyah has decided to exit this process. <laughs> Which I was a little bit sad about, but I was also like, it's just so rare that people make the right choices for themselves so quickly on the show. So I was proud of her. We do see in the preview that they're probably going to meet up again. So who knows what will happen there. But I was kind of glad that she was like, nah, fam, I'm out. A little bit of my pessimistic side was also wondering if this was PR, because you remember that Danielle was like, she tried to get out of the um, experiment and they were like, no, you have to stay. And then now uh, Aaliyah's like, yeah, this is not good for me. I need to go. And then they let her go. Is that like them being like, um, yeah, if you want to go, you can go. Maybe. You know, you really paid attention to these people's complaints. Because <laughs> I heard yeah. didn't. <laughs> I did. Oh, uh, I did. But um, yeah, so my question is, I mean, we're gonna talk about the people who actually met and got engaged, but how many couples are we gonna get? Because so we only got three. Maybe that okay, so we got we're gonna get Milton and Lydia, I think. Yeah, she we, proposed. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> That's not cool. That's not cool. Okay, so Milton and Lydia, 
JP and Taylor, Stacy and Izzy. That's it. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And everybody else seems to be on the rocks. So I don't know what's going to happen. I know you just said that people, it's very rare that people make the right decision. So a little part of me wonders if Uche and Aaliyah are going to get back together. I, I think they, I think they might pull up Liz and Zach on us. Um, I, I will say, this is how I know that this season is, is, is on treacherous ground. The first couple to get engaged on Love is Blind is the golden couple. They're the couple who's probably still together. They're the couple who just fills our heart with joy. This is your Brett and your Tiffany, your Alexa and Brendan, your Lauren and Cameron. When JP and Taylor, two people whose names, they barely registered for me as people, were the first people to get engaged, I was like, we are screwed. I I don't even remember what conversations the two of them had to even get to this point. I think my notes said that they were equally yoked in boringness. <laughs> they were very boring. I have no idea what it was. But they're so boring that even when they met, they didn't have anything to say. So I'm like, you know what? If they match in that level, that's fine. But I don't know if that silence is going to be an issue or not. Like, how do you meet the first time and you don't know what to say? And then he kisses like an old black and white movie. You know when they grab you and then just smoosh your face on there or whatever? I'm like, what is happening right now? And then JP, um, I eh, everything JP wears is red, white, and blue. He wore a red, white, and blue like flag shirt, red, white, and blue flag socks. He had a red, white, and blue flag, uh, like a scarf or something. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna ask where he was January six, but but um, I'm a little, yeah. I, I guess we get to find out more about JP, but uh, he's patriotic. I guess that's the best way to put it. Because I think at some point Taylor asked, "Does everything you own is everything you own red, white, and blue?" So. <laughs> All this to say, if that's the couple that we're hinging this love story of a season on, not in good shape. Not in good shape. Mm-mm-mm. Um, Next we got Stacy and Izzy. Izzy just seems like... And you know how people carry themselves with confidence? Izzy carries himself with unsureness. Izzy does not evoke confidence to me. He never seems like the decision he's making is something that he's confident in. And halfway through, I'm like, is Izzy the problem? I don't know. I don't think I see the chemistry with Izzy and Stacy, but they were nervous, but it was kind of cute. But I don't see long term. Uh, like I said, there's no couple this season that I see long term. I, I, I'm not seeing it for anybody. No. I think this is going to be a drama season, not a love season. Oh, man. I mean, the last couple is Milton and Lydia. I mean, they seem to know when they'll propose because they get all dolled up and all that stuff. But Milton just seemed to have many questions. There was some point earlier um, while they were dating when he said, I'm 24. This process has made me learn that there's a lot of things that I need to learn about myself and I have to heal from and all this stuff. And I was like, yes, save yourself, go. But 
I don't know. He still seemed unsure, but then he just took a risk and then he proposed. And I'm just, I don't think it's going to end well. I don't know. I didn't think it was going to end well. Then I did get on Reddit. The streets were talking. They have nothing good to say. (laughs) I'm just going to leave that there so that we can watch this play out. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I hope we covered most of the highlights of this, but this was chaotic. And I honestly can't wait for the next four because I don't know. I just want to know if we're going to get more couples. We can't go through three couples that might not make it. And if they drop out in a honeymoon, we're going to be left with JP and Taylor. They have nothing to say to each other. What are they going to say to us? <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, there has to be, well, I expect this season to be entertaining. I don't expect it to be a love story. Hmm. Okay. All right. Maybe I should just adjust that. So. You don't have to. I mean, you can have hope if you want to, but I don't see it. (laughs) I'm wondering if they're going to sneak in some last minute couples, like people they haven't shown dating and they'll just show up. Because I mean, the whole thing about Love is Blind, right? Is like, there are some people who get engaged and we just never know. They just don't make it to the honeymoons. Yeah, but it's really weird that they wouldn't. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Probably building up the whole Uche and Lydia thing. They wanted them to have their spotlight. But I don't think, I will say, I don't think, I disagree with you. I don't think there'll be any more couples. I think this is it. Oh my God. I don't want it to be. Oh Lord. So, oh my God, I'm anticipating the love is blind after the altar, Justice Six. Like, actually, they're not going to be together. So, you know what? We set that for the ultimatum, and everybody's still together. So, what do we know? Nothing. We know nothing. (laughs) All right. Well, guys, join us next week for part two. The next four episodes drop on Friday on Netflix, and we will be recapping that next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.